Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copy Podcast. It's Mick, and I'm joined once again by a comedian, a Taskmaster legend. I called you, called you the legend last time with the last show, and you didn't quite agree, but so I'm, just, I'm sticking with it, calling you the legend again. And Liverpool fan, Alex Horn. Alex, how are you doing? All right, Mick. I'm good, thank you. I, I won't, I mean, I do disagree, but I won't. I won't make a thing of it. I won't be, I'm, I'm not going to be humble at all anymore. It's my New Year's resolution. I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to. Well, anyway, yes, I am. I am a in Taskmaster, and I'm still a Liverpool fan. You know, I, I wish there was some choice about it at this, yeah, at I this do. moment in time. But you know, it's quite funny at the moment. <laughs> it is. You, I mean, you've got we'll, to laugh. We'll, I think. Yeah, I mean, we'll get we'll get into that in a bit. But okay. I was just asking you about um, before we started about yeah, your new venture into five side football. How's how's that going? Well, it's a return actually. I I did play a lot of five side football after I had a kid and then I stopped I, st- I think I stopped with COVID and thought that would be that for the rest of my life and then a, someone who plays is in their 50s said if you don't start again now you'll never play football again and that was that's quite a sobering thought to never play football again so I've played six week running I think now just before Christmas I, I went back and I'm really loving it. and I'm, I'm setting up a, we're going to have a charity football match at Cheshire United in May or 11 a side pitch which I did I did a charity match there in November against West Ham, a West Ham eleven, and I scored for West Ham an own goal for Chesham. So, um, so I'm kind of training for this event. Oh, nice! That sounds good. Um, yeah, I'll have to try and make my way down for that one. I do. Uh... May the thirteenth. It's it's task it's a Taskmaster eleven against the world, and I'm in charge of the rules. So, so we'll do some <laughs> Taskmaster elements. So the referee will have instead of a instead of a yellow card, he's going to have a yellow balloon, and if you get that, you've got to hold a yellow balloon for the rest of the match. Things like that. <laughs> so it'll be a bit more. You know, because we're going to be shit at football, so we've got to make it funny. Oh my god, that sounds. A... Can do, can you tell us any players that are going to be playing yet, or is it a surprise? Well, I can tell you who might be playing for the Taskmaster Eleven. <laughs> that what what I realised when you set up a charity football match is how many people pull out 
Yeah. At the last second. But sorry, should I tell you? This will put pressure on them. I mean, don't buy tickets. The tickets aren't for sale yet. But um, the yeses I've had are people like uh, Mark Watson, Paul Chowdhury, Doc Brown, Hugh Dennis, Joe Thomas, Ed Campbell, the manager, uh, the director and the producer of the show, uh, Lloyd Griffiths from Soccer AM. He's going to be in goal. Manya Chihuahua is going to play. So so I've got that side's looking good, but I haven't got anyone to play against yet. Wow, that sounds like a very um, eclectic 11 yeah. you've got going there. So. Yeah, I think it'd be worth, you know, it'll be cheap and, and funny and poor quality. I did text, I think the, the favourite person I've got on my phone is Peter Crouch. So I've texted him to see if he wants to get involved for Dulwich Hamlets because he's he's on the board there and I'm on the board at Chesham. So I'm hoping he might help, but I he's a busy man. Yeah. Oh God, that sounds amazing. I'll have to, I'll have to come down for that. That'll be absolutely, especially if Crouchy makes an appearance. Yeah. Be, well, uh, I'll be, I'll be publicising it. You know, all of April and May, so you'll, you'll hear about it. Cool. Cool. Great. Yeah. Can't wait for that then. Um. And yeah, let's just let's get stuck into it because last time we kind of did, I kind of, I think I asked you every question that I I had, but obviously after we finished recording, I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get that one. I didn't get that one. So I'll save them for the end. But before we started the last one it was just before season 13 of of taskmaster and i just thought we'd start the show with taskmaster this time and get to liverpool at the end because like you said liverpool are shit at the minute we might as well leave them till the end and then yeah i don't it's not like we're we're leaving them to the end because it's a big surprise it's not we're just gonna we might not even talk about it to <laughs> okay. see, see how much time we've got i'm sure yeah. we can fit five minutes in where oh, i'd like to i'd like to i think it's healthy to talk about it <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's let's just start with Taskmaster then, because like I said, the last time you, you were on, it was just before season thirteen, and that went on to be an absolutely amazing season with Ardell Hanlon and Chris Ramsey, Judy Love, Sophie Duker. Um, how how was how did you feel feel that season season went? Well, we never really know when it. I, I'm always scared when the first episode goes goes out that this is going to be the one that everyone goes, no, I don't like this lot, and then you then you're stuck with them for ten weeks. But um, but I always, I I always enjoy it, you know, doing the tasks and spending the time with the people, and uh, yeah, it felt like a good one. And Ardell O'Hanlon's always been one of my heroes, so I was really looking forward to it. But it did go down particularly well. I don't know what it just. There's always this chemistry or alchemy of the people, and I don't know why it worked, but this one I think really did work. I mean. Unusually, we had three women against two men in the team ones. We didn't mix up the genders, which we just do according to people's diaries. There's not a lot of planning. But that was really, that seemed to work, I think. That tickled people. Chris Ramsey and Ardell, you don't get them on many bills together. And then, yeah, Bridget, Judy and Sophie were really tenacious. I, I don't know what it was. It was just a good feel to it. So, yeah, it, we, yeah, I was re- it's, it's amazing when it, when it goes down well. So I was very grateful. Yeah, because I, I feel like, like you said, it's 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 not like luck of the draw. You're obviously trying to put people together that you think will work together well, but it's also like when you're getting that many funny people in in a room together, especially when they're reacting to their own tasks and stuff. Because one of the highlights for me was the um, like <laughs> the cement mis- mixer with mm. Chris, Chris Ramsey and the um, the the sausages flying all over the place. I just thought that was that might be one of my favorite tasks ever. To be fair, yeah, I agree. It's, but weirdly, when we did it, we thought, yeah, that's because he instantly thought that's what he was going to do. And we did it and it was really funny and then we didn't think any more about it. But it really touched a nerve. And I think that's a British thing because you quite often see videos on YouTube of builders 
pissing about with a forklift truck and stuff like that. So I think we're we're good, the British public, at inventing little games with what we've got around us. And that one was so funny. I can tell you a, a sneak preview of something that might happen in the future, which is I'm really keen that we use his sausage machine for another task in the future. Yeah. So you, they come out and Chris's sausage mixer is flinging sausage. I don't know what the task will be yet, but we decided that today, that it's good to reuse stuff and his sausage mixer deserves a second a second life. So watch out for that in series 17, probably. Oh, God. Yeah, that, uh, that's actually... Because like you said, I mean, like we touched on on the last show, like you were... You mentioned that you were worried about um, like get like continuing to get people on the show. So in a way, like reusing like a bit of genius created by one of the geniuses that are on the show is is also a great idea to to keep it like even more funny. Yeah, well, we're finding people like callbacks and they like references and things they notice because some of the people who watch it are quite obsessive. So putting touches in that are just for them is nice, and they like the history of it and. I think as long as we're not recycling ideas, it's it's all right. We, we we do pride ourselves in every task being new, but there's yeah there's room for recycling stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean when I came I came down for the the Taskmaster gathering in September, and I didn't quite realise like you mentioned like people are really fanatic. I didn't I quite get I didn't quite get that until I walked into that into the meadow the stadium and um, just started getting chat chatting to people. And they were just like, "Oh yeah, we've we've been doing this, um, this hunt and this hunt." And I was just like, "I've spoken yeah. to Alex once. I know he's supposed to Liverpool. I'm a massive Taskmaster fan, but I suppose all the surrounding universes, I suppose they're really like, I don't know. There's like you said, there's like a, a massive following in, in that. In yeah, that I think it's. I mean, Telly does this to people. You know, the whole Comic Con thing as well. People do. They 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 find something they like and then. Um, bury themselves in it, and I think it's, I think it's really healthy. It's probably the same way you do with Liverpool, to be honest. You know, it's, you've got a podcast about a game where people try to kick a ball into a net. It, it's, it's not, it's sort of not that different. How yeah. you know, we just build our lives around these really stupid things, and everyone I've met, I mean, I say the, 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 the um, sort of, uh, I don't know what you call them, but the um, most severe fans. That's not the right word. But the uh, the ones who are really into it, they're all really nice and creative and funny, and I call them mad, but only affectionately because they 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 really make my life better. So um, yeah, I <laughs> I like it, but they are mad. But they will all admit they're mad as well. Yeah, I mean, so just the select people I spoke to, if I would have said to them, "Would you say that you're mad?" I think they'd go, "Yeah, I'm absolutely crazy." But in, a, in like you said, in a good way, like the the channeling their energy into something that they really yeah. really love. So that's that's yeah. a nice thing, isn't it? It's the same as like I said, someone being football mad, wearing the t shirt, going to every match, spending all that money. It is insane, but that's what we do. Yeah, well, it, it all works, doesn't it? So, and just on the season um, thirteen, I just I wanted to talk about the the um the bike task because that like i said with this with the um cement mixer one i thought that one was just absolutely hilarious because that you must have been absolutely shattered i was it's a very hot day so we do if you've not seen it that we always do one day per series in a different location to the taskmaster house and this one was at a local (laughs) weird museum near where do i live where where i live it's called the chiltern open air museum and we we um it helps now. People know the show, so they were happy to have us. And I had this three-wheeler bike that I had to cycle around a tree 
and then to put ducks in a basket, I think. <laughs> Whenever you describe it, it does make you, yeah, <laughs> worry about your life choices. But it was a really hot day, and uh, Judy Love ended up just manhandling, well, wrestling me to a standstill. And yeah, yeah, it was a high, it wasn't a highlight at the time, but watching back, it was a highlight. Yeah, because I was just thinking, I was like, Alex has created this task, and I was like, "At what point has he thought, fuck, this is this is not the this is not the right task?'" But of course, for viewing purposes, like in hindsight, for you especially, having to do all those because um, it was Judy, wasn't it? Like, span all the uh, arrows round, and you had to like kind of go yeah, the other way. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I mean, that's another one we didn't think of that as a little workaround, but the arrows pointed the way around the course, and so she changed that. It's it's all quite cartoony. That's what Roadrunner would do, I think. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of tasks where somebody says, like the the best one was they had they had a t- I don't know what series, but they had to uh, show the taskmaster that you loved him. Series six maybe, and Lisa Tarbuck straight away said, "Okay, I'm going to show you, show him how much I love him by making you sit on a cake with no trousers or underwear on." <laughs> and as soon as she said it, you knew it was going to be good telly, and I knew that it's not going to be good for my dignity. But you, but telly wins every time. <laughs> Oh god! See that—that's what I love as well. Because like, you can look, you can watch them, and I've rewatched them loads. But you'd always like just when one's randomly on, you'd be like, "Oh, I forgot about this one," and it's like, yeah, it's yeah. invariably something like you're like, "What? The, what's going on?" But yeah, it's hilarious. funny, isn't it? Because I, I, I did the task. There's a podcast. There's a Taskmaster podcast where they go through every episode that's ever happened with Ed Campbell, and I did series eight, episode eight recently, and I'd forgotten everything about it, even though I was in it, and I. Re- I watched it on the on the tube to research, you know, because you meant to watch it before doing it. And I was laughing away watching the program I was in, and someone saw me, and it was very embarrassing. But it, yeah, I don't know. There's been a lot of episodes, I suppose. That's the answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's some absolutely. I've just been watching um, a bit of season fourteen again, then, which I'll we can talk about now. Um, okay. But actually, season what was your what was your favorite task? I know you said you did loads of tasks, but what was your what was your favorite of season thirteen? If you if you if you had one, would it be yeah, the cement good question? Good question. No, I'll, I'll think of something new. But you, you know what? I mean, you. Yeah, give me a second. I tell you what, I do. We always try to have one sort of big performance task and we quite often end the series with it and that one was the team one where they had to sort of make a song using uh, overlapping their vocals and having Ardell and Chris sing about themselves very badly I think I don't know I enjoyed that one I, I sometimes put the, their songs on to cheer me up so yeah I enjoyed that one I think um, Bridget Christie doing a weird dance while Sophie and Judy sang reasonably well yeah that 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 ticked all the boxes for me yeah, I think generally, uh, as like a rule of thumb, I think any task where they're singing, I think you could have like a whole show where there's like, right, the next task is you're going to be singing something slightly different. I still think it would be funny because I think we mentioned last time, like the, the which I think is iconic, the Bob Mortimer uh, episode mm. with uh, Mark and, and Nish. Like that's still yeah, something that I yeah, go that back to. Mm. That was just, it was it was funny, but like actually like genius as well, like in a like a really creative way so i think anything yeah. like that it's amazing isn't it it is just by the way i do need to say i really i'm aware we're talking quite seriously about a very stupid program and i'm and uh and i really don't think it's um high brow or important but it is really fun to talk about and i <laughs> but i need to say that because otherwise you sound like a bit of a prick <laughs> i i do i mean but and the singing ones i would say if i was on the show they'd be the ones that i would hate if you open up the envelope and it says 
sing an a cappella song about a, a tree or whatever, they'll be the ones I go, oh, no. But they, I think for that reason, people find them really funny. Like Vic, Victoria Corrin had to do some singing, I think. And she was so, she was so upset about it and nervous and didn't want to do it. And then she did it. And when it went out, she was really happy. And Sarah Millican as well in the next, in series 14, um, she has to sing a song. And it was definitely the low point when she was doing it, but a real high point when it went out because she sort of conquered, conquered a fear. Yeah, because I suppose it's like a different, I don't know, like a different part of the brain. Because I saw like a, um, Russell Kane was on like a Have a Word pod show recently and he was talking about like doing all kinds of different presenting uh, comedy shows. And then one day he got asked to sing and it was like all of a sudden these like feelings in the in the chest and the stomach were like, what the, what's this? Like, it, mm. and you think it, you think for a comedian, you'd think it wouldn't be like, that daunting in comparison to what they're already doing, but I suppose it's a different a different style of like some putting yourself out there, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, something like Strictly for me would be that you know just the worst nightmare because I guess I do sing. I've got a band, so I should be able to sing, but I <laughs> I can't really. But the first time when the band started, I had that emotion of this is this is so it's like public speaking for people who don't do public speaking, I suppose. But yeah, public dancing would would be my next number one fear. Yeah, same. That'll just be, yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I imagine your body would just not, you know, I can't dance anyway. But if I'm drunk enough at a wedding, I'll have a good time. But if you're on Saturday night telly live, ah, oh, your body just wouldn't do what you want it to do. Yeah, and you can't exactly just be like, oh yeah, just bring us a few cans in before I go, before I go on every week. I wonder. I wonder if anyone's got pissed every Saturday and done that. Someone be, surely. There's, there's yeah. got to be a benchmark. So someone's yeah. definitely done it. <laughs> David Seaman, did he do it? I yeah. Got, I got an image of him being fairly. Or t- Tony Adams was on the latest one, wasn't he? And, oh, he's. Yeah. Oh, no, he's dry. Forget about that. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to look into it and see if some. I mean, it might be hard to get the stats on who was getting pissed before <laughs> going on live TV. But um, I was just been mentioned about season 14 and. Honestly, like I, I, I'm, I think it. I, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's that de- it's definitely up there. Season fourteen, like Dara O'Brien and John Cairns, Fern Brady, uh, Sarah Millican, and Munya Chihuahua. Uh, just that I think, like you mentioned, with season thirteen, I think season fourteen as a as a blend of people who are a bit crazy but also hilariously funny. I just think that was like. I don't know if it was like the the gold standard. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I'm being dramatic because it's it's new. I don't know if I'm having recency bias, but I yeah. do think it's definitely one of the best. <laughs> well, I guess what was good. One thing that was in its favour was that you everyone knows Dara and Sarah. So even if you didn't know John Munyet or Fern, you feel like you're in a safe place, and that's a really strong start. I think so. Um, because they, I mean, John I've known for a long time, and he's one of my favourite comedians. So I really wanted to introduce him to more people in the same way as Mike Wozniak was sort of given to, given to the world uh so yeah it was nice being in safe hands with Dara Dara was he's really funny and it, but you don't often see him outside of or not in front of behind that desk and and same with Sarah Sarah's normally in control of everything she does so they let themselves go which is great and then yeah Fern is a very funny person and Munya he's somebody who's a bit unusual we don't normally have people who've not done the live comedy circuit um, but he's so confident and funny and odd. He's pretty unusual. So yeah, yeah, good mix. Yeah, and I was I was just going to mention Mike Wozniak because I think we talked about last time. Like 
um, like you have someone on there who you people might not know, and they, they'll watch it for someone else, and then they'll come away thinking, "I know this comedian now who's actually." Because I didn't, I wasn't aware of uh, John, but he was probably my favourite from mm. the, from that season, just because. I don't know, just his mannerisms, and I think the way he reacted to stuff was just—I don't know—it just—it just felt everything he did was funny, but he wasn't trying to be funny, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good program for funny people. If if you are a funny person, then hopefully you'll get to show that. Whereas sometimes, if you're on, say, "Have I got news for you?" or "Not the week," R.I.P., then you can't necessarily get your humor across because you're. There's a few constraints, but if you're on ten episodes of Taskmaster, you should, people will know your sense of humor by the end of it. But but I also should say there are so many funny people out there who I'd love to have on the show, but we can only have five every time. And uh, yeah, picking the cast is is the hardest thing still because there's tons of people I want to do it, some tons of people who want to do it who, for various reasons, haven't been on it yet, and you disappoint your friends. And then your friends disappoint you. It's it's quite torturous, that bit. And people say, why have you not got this person? And I say, well, I've tried. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, because I think you mentioned last time about like trying to get like um, John Bishop and stuff and or, yeah. like Carl Parkinson. I, I mean, there's, there's there's tons of people you could get, isn't there, really? I suppose, it, but like you said, like it's, ha- it's a quite a commitment to do Taskmaster. It is. Like, yeah, to, and people like Stephen person. Merchant or Nick Frost are busy people and... Dawn French. Uh, there's a lot of people. I mean, uh, Lenny Henry. We've tried, and he's we we got close. Um, you know, who these are sort of big people, and then there's plenty of up and coming comics and and well established comics who aren't haven't got the TV pre- presence who I know would be so good. The, the only thing I was going to say is um, I mentioned before the Russell Kane interview. He was on. I don't know if you were of Have a Word podcast. Mm. So that's run by Adam Rowe and, and Dan Nightingale. Well, so I'm going to talk about Adam Rowe, yeah, because he's. There was a thing on Twitter recently saying he'd be great in it, and he would. He's so funny. Yeah, I I don't know him. I think we've met once, but I, I used to gig with Dan quite a bit. And again, sharp and funny, and he would be great. So, yeah, when that came up on Twitter, it's quite funny because you sort of get a lot of people saying, "Come on, make this happen." And I wish it was just like that. You go, yeah, yeah. get get Adam on. But you know, it doesn't do any harm putting names in my head that I. You know, sometimes I write a list and then forget about it and then think of somebody else. I agree. Adam, he would have, he'd be competitive and he'd be cocky and think that he's good at it and then he'd have come up and, and I think him and Greg will be funny. So, yeah. Oh, God. I, th- I think that Adam and Greg dynamic would just be hilarious because Greg would just stand up and he'd be like four foot taller than him. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess we haven't had enough Liverpudlians. Have we had, have we had any? That's a good question, actually. Um, Oh, it's bad if we haven't. Because we do try to represent all corners of UK, but um, I know you've had like uh, Liverpool fans like Ian Stirling and stuff, but I don't know if you've had. Oh, a lot know. of plastic Liverpool people like me, but um, <laughs> that that can't count. We must have had. Ah, oh, this might be our black hole. That might be that might be a real thing in Adam's favour. Yeah. If um, Channel Four find out we've not represented the regions. <laughs> yeah, you'd um. <laughs> Yeah, being negative towards the Liverpool Regency. You have to, yeah. you have to select one. So yeah, <laughs> it's John Bishop, unfortunately, Adam. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, unlucky. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that'll be yeah, that'll be absolutely funny. But um, sorry, got a bit sidetracked there. Um, I was going to ask you about the um, so that season, but the 
one of the favorite tasks of that one for me was the the sabotage task where mm. John has to basically make sure that his team loses so he gets five points, but if his team wins, he gets zero points. And I just loved the whole Ferrari with uh, Dara and Unfair afterwards. That that must have been that was obviously genuine anger because Fern was just absolutely livid straight away, wasn't she? There's always a bit of genuine anger, and that yeah was a lot of it. That's a task we'd wanted to do this for a while to really sort of um, play with the format and make someone on the team not play for their team, and um, and yeah we had a few things up our sleeve, and then I think on New Zealand they did it because they came up with their own tasks over there. They they did it just before us, which was really annoying. It was a different task, but a similar type thing. So then we said, well, you have to do it now. But um, it's quite nerve-wracking because if it goes wrong, it, and there's so many things that could go wrong with it, but it played out exactly as we wanted. If it, if you're writing the script of it, it was pretty much how it happened. So, yeah, it was funny. But poor John, John had to live with that for months before it went out on telly, and he his teammates just thought he was an idiot rather than actually a bit of a genius. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good one. I'm sure yeah, we'll but... do something like that again, though, because what we always find is that the contestants who come on because comedians don't watch a lot of comedy. So no one's, apart from Ed Gamble, none, no one watches all of it. And so we always think they're going to know to look under the table or or whatnot, but they never do. So I think we could do almost the same task and they still wouldn't suspect it. So I'm sure we're going to have more fun with with trust issues and that sort of thing. Yeah, because I think picking John as the, the person who's going to be like the betrayer in the task i think that worked perfectly as well because just because the way that like i mentioned like his mannerisms and stuff and the way that he was like i think it was like put your hand on the his hip on uh, mm. fern's hip but he only put one hand on and she was like going oh you need to put both hands on and was getting really livid with him but um yeah i think that just played out because like you said if you're writing it you obviously wanted to play out in the best way possible but I think if you put on people like that into the mix to carry out the the task, yeah, I think it just it that one came off perfectly. I thought, but um, yeah, it doesn't always. It doesn't always, but that one did. Yeah, uh, and and I just just wanted to mention Fern because I just thought, like I mentioned, John was my favourite, but I think Fern was a very close second. Like, um, and I just loved the when she said like she was she was too excited on the morning of the like the night before the task so she wouldn't sleep and then she kept every time she was doing a task she was just like oh i'm so tired i'm so knackered <laughs> yeah she's got a book out literally out this week called a strong female character and i really recommend you read it it's amazing it's amazing reading that having worked with her for a few you know having done the show with her she's a really brilliant person so yeah do do read her book that's my recommendation at, from this podcast if you do anything from it fern, fern brady's book is brilliant yeah, I think after I mean I already knew a fan before the show, but you don't I don't think you can quite because I think like Taskmaster provides that platform where you can they're put into situations where they have to react naturally and react in the in the moment and stuff and just people sometimes that like, you get the best comedy out mm. of that. So I thought she was um amazing. And just another one was the um I was gonna ask you how bad did the Taskmaster lab smell after um, Sarah's milk incident where she yeah, we <laughs> decided have... to pour all the milk over the floor. Yeah, we had to re-floor the floor um, because <laughs> it seeped under a floorboard. And uh, yeah, it was it was, it was was awful. I mean, the house is sort of rotting. <coughs> anyway, so we're always just patching it up, but that didn't help. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a few stories that house could tell. Um, yeah, but also that series, it was quite a distinctive series because we managed to 
convinced Gatwick Airport to give us terminal, South Terminal, because it was shut because of COVID. And uh, it's pretty remarkable to, <laughs> to suddenly have this whole airport to ourselves. So, so I loved that. The days we had at the airport with the contestants was so funny because we had to have security with us. We had to take our passports because we were officially, I think it's called Airside. Um, so it just felt so weird. But, you know, chucking uh, luggage trolleys around and having fun on escalators. It was, yeah, it was a really fun, it was a really fun series. Yeah, I don't know if you've, there's like a clip uh, of all of Fern's Ono's, oh like just all patched together. And I just, I think that's absolutely, because she's just going, oh no, <laughs> like, like yeah. a minute and a half worth of her just saying, oh no, where she's like threw something wrong or she's fell over or something. Yeah, people just... learn a lot about their mannerisms on the show. She didn't know she did that as much as she did. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see every side of yourself. Yeah, it's just absolutely hilarious. Um yeah, so and in terms of like so looking forward, season fifteen um contestants have been released. So the obviously the, the big name out of that one for that people know most is is Frankie Boyle. But um I don't know how much you can tell us, but do, who who is there anyone in the list that you think will surprise us most from that from that list? Well, Frankie I mean I was I've known him for a long time and he's a really nice man. But, you know, I told my parents he's on it and they'll say, isn't, isn't he a not nice man? Because he's got that, he's got a reputation, obviously, for being on the edge, I suppose. So he might surprise a few people just by being a bit gentler than you might imagine. He's a very creative, thoughtful person. So um, in the very first task you see, you'll see a different side of Frankie. Um, I don't know about surprising the rest of them. Uh, they're all known for various things. May Martin is just quality and is in these big American programs. Uh, then you've got Kyle Smith-Biner, who's one of the Ghosts uh, characters, the sitcom Ghosts. But actually, he's in so many things. He pops up in everything. And he's he's a very funny all-rounder. Very nice, but very, 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 very funny. Uh, Jenny Eclair is a sort of legend and, you know, was the first female to win the Perrier a few years ago. I guess she surprised me just how funny she is still and that's really patronizing and i don't know I th definitely older women don't get enough representation in on telly or in comedy so it's really good to have her she's a oh this sounds awfully patronizing but she's as funny as any young comedian and just so free and so confident in herself so she's brilliant and then ivo graham is um he's i mean he's a self-confessed etonian so pretty on the posh side of things very clever, but also very stupid. So that I always like those ones who are clearly well qualified and bright, but can really let themselves down. So yeah, is it, I don't know about surprise. I think there will be surprises in there for people. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I think because I've like obviously watched everything. Um, and I think when you see the lineup, you can kind of not not look at it and go, "Oh, will that work?" But I suppose it's the same for when you're when you're putting it together. You're trying to figure out how it's going to work best, but you don't you don't you don't know how it's going to good it's going to be once the, once the tasks start rolling in, don't you? So yeah, and even then, when the tasks come in, that's one thing. But the studio bit is a whole other side of it because that's five days we do two a day for five days so it's pretty intense i mean you know there's a lot of jobs which are more intense but it's but it's fairly full-on and if it if you go if you start in the wrong direction people can throw each other so you yeah there's there's a few things that could um make it tricky but we do really try to pick people that will get on and we, we try to pick nice people that's that's our rule of thumb yeah, I think the real that you said last time was no no dicks, which I think I think just generally in in life, I think that if you try and avoid having those mm. type of people in in any, think, in any um, business or work, do you think um, football um, scouts think like that at all? Though, do you think do you think if someone was good enough, they wouldn't get a job if they were a dick? Yeah, I think it's different with footy, isn't it? But I think like it depends on so like Klopp's, I think quite big on. Um, no, like basically no knobheads because it might derail like the whole yeah. harmony in the squad. I'd but... love it. I'd love it if there was a, you know, a dark web page saying which footballers are dicks <laughs> and which which teams said no to them because of it. It would be interesting. But yeah, I read. I'm not saying he's a dick. But this person, I read an amazing thing on Twitter about Jermaine Pennant's career. He's a he's a he's had a colourful time of it. I don't think yeah. I'd have him on Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah, he got like didn't he get like tagged or something when he was at Birmingham? And yeah, I think he's the he first was like, player to play with a tag. Yeah, yeah, because I remember it was like all over like the papers and stuff because he was like he, he like zoomed in on his ankle when he was taking yeah. a corner and you could see it like just through his sock. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems you know like he knows how to enjoy himself. I think he'd be quite fun on a night out, but um, yeah. I think that it would be an interesting studio if it was him and Frankie Boyle and, uh, and Jenny Claire. <laughs> anyway, I think just putting those type of people together that like you would never normally have it. I think that that in itself would just be, um, yeah, hilarious. But I just wanted to move on to uh, to to your show, the 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 Horn Section TV oh, show, yeah. which um, came out in November, which I absolutely uh, loved. How how no, was that me. then in terms of? Um, something completely different to, to Taskmaster? Yeah, it was something completely different. It was really fun. The filming was really fun. It was six weeks, well, five weeks, me and my closest friends, really, because the band I've all known, we've all known each other since we were kids, pretty much. Two, two of them I've known since I was a baby, and we went to primary school together, and we are all in our mid-40s. So it was just pissing about with your friends. It was so much fun. And then Tim, was, Tim Key was in it, and Greg was in it. So it was really fun to do, but when it went out, it was so much more scary than Taskmaster because people really, if they, if they don't like a sitcom, they really don't like it. And if they like it, they do really like it. But people are really offended if they think 
you've done something that isn't funny. <laughs> so, so it definitely felt like I was putting my head above the parapet again. And uh, and it went. We were really happy with how it went down. We were really mainly we were happy with what we did. Um, but yeah, it was it was a far more involved process than Taskmaster. Taskmaster runs itself now, and we, we're left alone by by Channel Four. Whereas this one, there's so many people saying things about how to do it, and you've got a narrative, and you've got you meant to have an, an arc across a series, and and so on. So it was it was full on, and uh, you know we. I'm hoping we get to do it again. Um, I'd definitely like to do it again. So we'll see. Yeah, because I love that you had um, John Oliver on there as well, who is another, he's a Liverpool fan as well, isn't he? Um, he is. How was, um, how was that, how did that conversation go down? Did it, was it was it fairly straightforward? Yeah, weirdly it was, because John's a household name in America, but not a household name here, Re- weirdly. I mean, comedy fans know him really well. But he's huge in America. Um, but we knew each other for quite a while. He did something with the band in Edinburgh, I don't know, 10 years ago. But we do happen to have the same agent. So that that helped. But we, we filmed all this stuff in four hours over Zoom. And so it was easy for him. And then he's in a series in the UK. So he, he just he liked the script and thought, why not? And uh, yeah, it's still pretty odd that he did it. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it sort of shows you can nowadays, and he didn't have to travel, didn't have to fly. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hoping if if it happens again, I think he'll be back. Which I think he enjoyed it. Yeah, it was like a it was like a working from home for him, but like yeah, just for a TV show rather than yeah. like. <laughs> but he's he was I think he showed how funny he is because he was never interacting with anyone. I mean, I read the scripts to get his lines, but he I could watch it and be convinced that he was doing it for real. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a very, very funny man who didn't need to do it. So I'm very grateful. Yeah, well, if you, if you, anyone hasn't watched that yet, then I do encourage you to because it was, it was hilarious. Like the people, oh, thanks, obviously, the people. The that people, does mean yeah. a lot because when people say they like that, I'm far more grateful than if they say they like Taskmaster because I guess because every word has kind of gone through my filter and, yeah, you do feel like you're next on the line. And I do know, like, I think my parents quite liked it but they didn't really get it and you do have a few people saying nah i didn't like that i liked Taskmaster, i didn't like that so um so i'm grateful to any viewer we get yeah because i i think it's like it's just it's more personal because like you said it's 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 you that's written it all and stuff and you've had to check everything out and like you said you're working to more of a schedule so it's more regimented but it's more like uh not not like your it wasn't like your necks on the line in terms of like your profile or whatever but like in terms of you trying to like do something for yourself and for it to be successful so i can see why you were like maybe not nervous but you're like hesitant about like the way it it was and yeah stuff i think and i was nervous it's also just you don't want to be embarrassed you don't want it to be a complete flop because some programs are and you can't everyone tries to make the best possible thing no one tries to make a flop but sometimes it just doesn't work and it made me so kind of appreciative of anyone who gets a program on the telly you do have to do a lot of work to get it there. And you might not find it funny or think it's good, but whoever's made it has tried really, really hard. So I'm. it made me slightly more patient about other people's work, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if anyone hasn't watched it then, yeah, please, please do. Um, but yeah, it's the, I mean, we can do Liverpool now. I was going to ask you about Chesham a little bit, because just because, like I said, I came down to, 
um saw the ground and stuff for the for the gathering back in September. Um and yeah, did, have you got any more plans? To, I know you said you've got the the, the 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 football charity stuff coming up, but have you got any more plans to do like a, a taskmaster gathering again? Well, hopefully at some point. So I'm yeah, since what happened was we did the gathering at Chesham because that's where I live. And the gathering was where we we had two thousand people come to the stadium because we filmed some stuff there. And it was really fun. We did a sort of I guess it was a show, but we did tasks with the public. And straight after that, the the chairman asked me to join the board of Chesham because he wanted more people through the gates. So I've been involved with Chesham ever since. And they're a really fun club, really good. And they're third in the league, having a really good season, thankfully. So I've got something to be happy about. We're one off second place. And only one team goes up. It's the same as Wrexham. So the top team goes up, then the next four are in playoffs. So we should make it to the playoffs at least. And it is really exciting doing that with a team that I can walk to the ground and my kids all play for their youth team. So it it feels like a proper thing to do. And it has made me, I guess, fall in love with league football a bit more because I actually know the players now, I know the manager and there's no money. You know, it's not whoever's got the most money wins. So, yeah, that's one side of it. It's, it's, it's really good and everyone should go and watch their local club. Um uh, but in terms of doing Taskmaster stuff, we definitely will, but it, it probably won't be this year because it was actually quite a lot of work and we want to do it well. So it might be a buy, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, every other year type thing. Yeah. Um, but equally, this football match on May the 13th, that's going to have a Taskmaster angle and it's all raising money for the club or local charities. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to be working with the club to do Taskmastery shenanigans, I suppose. Oh, sounds good. Uh, how just like I know you said you've been like on the you're on the you're on the board now. So how how's that then? So how like I imagine you're all sat around like a table with like coffee and like donuts and that. How, how does it's that so how does that work? It is a bit like that. So they have a board meeting once a month at five p.m. on a Thursday. Now I tend to work at five p.m. on a Thursday because we film late, and and they're quite they're very forgiving of me because I think I'm sort of weirdly eye candy for the club. Not in terms of how I look, but just in terms of profile. It's a sensible thing to do. To I've got some followers on Twitter and I can shout about it. Um, so I'm on the board for that reason and also for ideas, I suppose. But yeah, I have been to some board meetings and they are, we sit around in our coats in the boardroom, which is freezing cold. I don't know if you saw the Dulwich Hamlets documentary with Peter Crouch. Yeah. The, their, their stadium was in a bit of state of disrepair after covid and Chesham, it's pretty good, but it's, you know, it's an old stadium and it's concrete everywhere. And, yeah, we sit around. We don't we don't have coffees. We just don't take it off. We keep our gloves and hats on. Peter, the chairman, will talk at us. We'll all give our updates of what we've been up to the last month. It's pretty businesslike. You know, it's, it's as close to a, an office job as I've ever had. But then we all watched the games and we did a race night on Saturday, which is where we watch an old these old horse races and you all bet on that so i have to host that that's what they wheel me out for as well but six of the team came along to that and, and the manager came and we all get pissed and it's it's really fun it's it's sort of like if you can't be a footballer then to be on the board of a football club is is your next best thing yeah that sounds that sounds amazing i was actually impressed with the with the grounds when i when i came down for the gathering and i was like a like the stature of the club and stuff, um, but I was like quite like this is actually pretty decent because I imagine when it's when it's full, mm. to the rafters that the atmosphere is is pretty good as well. Well, it does fit five thousand, but you say when it's full, 
I've never been there when there's been over a thousand. So I'm, <laughs> right. I'm really, that's why this season, I mean, I, they, they had a few good seasons, but a few years ago and they had this good cut run. They beat Bristol city. I think I'd never remember. I've got the picture of it just up there. Um, but I, I never know which, I get confused about which Bristol. And then we went up to Bradford for the next round. They got knocked out, but they were all away those matches. So I've never seen it full, but if they get to the playoffs, if we come second, then we've got a home match. And I think that really would be, that would be full and that would be great. There's, I mean, that'll be a quarter of the town in the stadium. So yeah, that's what we're working towards. No, sounds amazing. It's, I think it's like, always nice, like you said, to get involved with like your local team because like the, the, the levels of being passionate, I suppose, can be. I don't know if they can be amplified if your if your main club's like a massive club, but it's like just like a community type thing, isn't it? Where you mm. can get involved, and especially if you're on the boards, people can just like tweet you and say, "Do this, do this, sign this player, sell this player." <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I should say I'm nothing to do with the financials of it. I haven't got any money in it. I haven't got a stake in it. It's just uh, trying to help. But um, oh yeah, the idea that you could have some influence of. Teams. I mean, there's no. I'm not anything to do with anything. But even just the manager patted me on the shoulder the other day. He said, "All right, Alex," and that makes you feel so, um, sort of part of it. It's so funny because I don't know. I don't know what he thinks of me, but I think of him as a superstar because he's a manager of a football club. Whereas he probably thinks he's a non-league football club manager. Whereas I'm on the telly. So I, yeah, it's a funny thing. <laughs> I, yeah. Any footballer who plays for anyone, I think, must be older than me because <laughs> they're the bigger boys. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get onto the dreaded topic then, which is um, the hook for the show, Liverpool. We've saved it to the last. Um, I, I, didn't, I don't know whether to timestamp the video, but I, th- I suppose we've got to talk about like the, the season so far. And I know you're. You're a busy man, and you're involved with Cheshire and stuff. But have you have you managed to catch much of um, this Liverpool season so far? Well, I haven't been to Anfield, and my youngest son, who's probably the biggest Liverpool fan of the three of them, they're all Liverpool fans. But he's he's found it really tough. He's got re- very upset a few times, and he said to me last week, "I don't want to go back to Anfield this season. I want to wait because <laughs> for us to go, it's you know, it's a seven hour round trip, not including the game." So it's a big pilgrimage, and I can see his point that at the moment you just don't know what you're going to get. I mean, I'm still watching every. I've still got hope, even though it, there's no reason, there's no logic anymore because, you know. So I don't want to, yeah, say where we are in the season, but we just lost heavily to Brighton and Wolves, and um, it's not even close. That's that's a weird thing. However, I should say I've always got optimism, and what we've still got is the Champions League. And I know it's Real Madrid, but it still wouldn't surprise me because all those players individually, I know some of them are having complete shockers, but I think they've all got a good game in them. And Harvey Elliott, I think is still is brilliant. And I think Nunes could still suddenly come good. Gakpo surely isn't as bad as he looks like he might be. <laughs> so I think... We're going to win the Champions League. Oh, God. You, you it's going to be like first. 2005. We're going <laughs> to um, not, you know, no one will think we deserve to be there. But um, I think as soon as we go out of that, then then, then there's nothing. 
yeah, this this season. I mean, today, uh, Jota, Van Dijk, and Firmino have all. I don't know if they've all fully trained, but they were right. in. They were on the grass. They, they were in the training gear. So that in itself is very good news, especially with the Merseyside derby coming up on Monday. And I, which suddenly looks terrifying. Yeah, I watched that match. I watched um, Dyke change their whole attitude. I mean, that was like a different team. So maybe we can suddenly change. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I think we just need if we have at least one of them back in the team because I just feel like, like you said, everyone's just kind of run on empty, but there's just no confidence as well. So yeah. I think as a, as a but combat... do you find yourself looking at the league table and think, I mean, obviously we're way down there, but we're not that far off. Fifth or sixth. Yeah, I think I think every time we do like a preview show, it's like you look at the table and you're like, if we win, if we win our game in hand, we're only like seven points behind. But then, yeah, the game happens and we we lose or draw, and you're like, well, if they then go and win, you're yeah. like, that's three points extra, and you just constantly you're trying know, to be optimistic. Like, but it's yeah. so and I keep thinking we're only halfway through the season, but we're we're not halfway through anymore, and uh, it's running away from us, isn't it? But uh, but that's the great thing about football. We're, there's always another season, and and I have told my kids because my ten year old has grown up with Liverpool being amazing, and England being amazing, and I think this will do them good. You know, it's painful, but no one deserves to be. You know, no one has a right to be at the top all the time. So it's good to be. It's good for the kids to be humble for a bit, and to have the piss taken out of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my childhood was ruined by Man United, so I mean, it can't all be good. But I think. That mixed in like recent f- football now, mixed in with like social media and stuff. I think it's not. I don't think it's a good space sometimes because like I think you, generally in the past for me, like before social media, like the only time you get your, the piss taken out of you is if you go to school. But now it's like if anyone goes on social media, it's like they get the seeing everything. So it's like it's yeah. like I don't know, amplified some in some weird way. Oh, that's true. I mean, after Liverpool match for the last few years, I've been straight on to look at everything, you know, to look at the tweets. I never tweet myself about football. It's a bit like politics because then you're targeted forever. But um, but when they're doing as badly as this, I just stay stay well away from it because <laughs> it just makes you feel awful. Just got a few that I thought I'd run by you. So what the first one was, and I suppose I've kind of asked this in a way, but how many more series of Taskmaster do you think you have before you'll run out? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'm not worried yet. When I when I look around the comedy circuit and the comedy world, and and there are so many avenues now that funny people can reveal themselves. So money wasn't around a couple of years ago, uh, and there's still plenty of old school people we haven't had. So yeah, I, I wouldn't want to put a number on it, but there's still got a couple of years in it, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, if you there's so many getting people back i think like you mentioned like getting like re like not like reusing tasks i think when after we've done the last podcast i think we had a few comments like on youtube saying like um it was more like i don't know it was kind of like tra- i don't know it was like alex shouldn't feel like he's going to run out because you could just kind of have someone else have the same person again in, an, in like another show with another mix of four people and it would be a oh, different dynamic yeah, the only thing I say about that, because the question I get asked the most is, why don't you do a losers of losers as well as the champions of champions? <laughs> and I think it, I get it would be funny. It definitely would be. But there's two things. I don't want to. I don't want people going on the show trying to lose. Yeah. 
because they've got to try to win. Um, but also, we did the Champions and Champions, and I really like we do that. But it has got a different tone on it. Once you've been on the show, it's different when you come back because you've you've been through it and you've been through the studio. So I just really like having fresh people every time. And I think if you get them back, you're plowing that furrow again. And I don't know, there's something in me that uh, when we when we run out, we we will stop. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's a, a long time away. And one of the one of the other questions was something about one of the tasks which I, I didn't ask last time, and I was kicking myself because um, I didn't know if I'd get a chance to speak to you again. But here we are. I'm very grateful. Um, and it was the Joe, Joe Wilkinson with the um, the potato in the golf mm-hmm. hole. That was, I think, that's I was mentioning like favorite tasks. I think that might be quite a few of people's favorite tasks as well that was that was amazing and yeah. hilarious as well yeah it's funny that because the task itself was pretty it was just golf you can get a potato in a hole where you're not allowed to tread on the thing like it's a really basic thing but there's this controversial moment because joe got it in first time which was brilliant and then somebody noticed i thought it was the editor but it's one of the producers noticed that his foot was over the over the line but i did look on twitter i can't remember somebody pointed me to, to youtube and there's this whole conspiracy theory that actually his foot wasn't over the over the line. You know that instant recently, I think it was in the World Cup when the ball looked like it was out of play, but a bit of the ball was overhanging the line. Somebody said it was like that. The shoe looked like it was over the line, but actually it wasn't touching it. <laughs> and people really care. People get really angry and that justice for Joe was <laughs> all over it. So um, it's funny when you can create a little bit of folklore, I suppose. Yeah, I don't I mean, know I if Joe still cares, but um, at the time he did. Yeah, I think I might have to dig into that um, <laughs> that um, little um, discussion because that was yeah. Because I think it's one of those like because it goes in and it's so like he goes oh, yeah so here we go fun. then and just it goes in and then he's so happy and then it's the, the crushing blow of like nope you're not having it. <laughs> yeah, we did talk long and hard in the in the office about whether we should show that you know disqualify him to take his glory away. It's so funny because it doesn't. It's throwing a potato into a hole, you know. <laughs> but um, people do care. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's. I've got. I mean, I've said this last time. I could speak to you all night, but um, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to take up too much of your time. So I think we can. We can leave it there. But I just want to say thanks very much for for coming back on again. It's been a. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Pleasure really is mine too, Mick. And I'm sure we'll do it again. I'm sure, you know, when we've won the Champions League, I can come back on and say, "See, <laughs> imagine." Well, I'll, I'll, I'll have that clip ready because um, I mean, I'm secretly praying to God that we do do that. But when I watch Liverpool play football, I'm like, "These these fellas can't string five passes together." So how the yeah. hell are we going to beat we've Real beat, Madrid? We've beaten City twice this season. We've got, we've got, even we've got it enough. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, but yeah, Alex, thanks thanks a bunch for jumping back on. Really do appreciate it. Um, and thanks everyone uh, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Cheers, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.